Hi, Steven here from CanadianDevs.com. This past week, we've seen protests erupt all across the U.S. in the aftermath of more brutal police murders of black men and women. And I think whatever platform we have here at CanadianGameDevs.com, it's important to use it to help in any way we can. So if you have any CRB money left over or just any change to spare at all, please consider donating to the Minnesota Freedom Fund as well as other organizations across Canada and the United States who are trying to help protesters and those victimized by police officers, either by helping to pay bail for protesters or cover legal fees for those who are being persecuted by an unjust system. We need to fight for black lives, and I've left the links in the podcast description. Steve and I have already donated, and I hope you'll join us. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 144. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name's Steven, spelled with a P-H and an A. It's like Stefan, but spelled said Steven. And the other main dude is Steven, spelled Stefan, but also said Steven. But we call him Steve to avoid confusion. Isn't that right? That is right. It's been quite the week, Steve. It's been a tumultuous, tumultuous week all over the world, I would say. A little crazy, for sure. A little crazy. Kind of feels trivial doing a show about video games with all the shit going on yeah i'm remembering now that we used to have like a hot take or like a what's like making us mad segment of the show and uh and then i went to like this is when dan rodriguez who was the composer for like runbow and a few other games was on the show and it was the same day we were recording the same day as like there was an attack on in paris um like a few years ago mm-hmm. and uh dan was like well i can't really be mad about many things because you know it's like I didn't get hit by a van today. Yeah, a dozen people died in Paris, and we're like, oh, that's that's right. <laughs> None of this matters. Yeah. So It's all toys. Yeah, exactly. But it's toys that's a multi-billion dollar industry, and a lot of people are interested in learning more about. So, shall we, as they say in show business, Steve, get on with the show. No, we should just end the show right here. Then. No, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> CanadianGameDevs.com is supported by our amazing patrons over on patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs, where backing us gets you special access to a Discord channel where we all talk and talk about other people on the channel who aren't in it and make fun of them. No, I'm kidding. We don't do that. Uh, we also give you the show two days early, give you shout outs at the end of every episode, and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game dev scene and occasional game key giveaways. And soon merch stay tuned for that Ooh, that's right we're going to start as we do every week with some events one big event i want to plug for everyone dirty rectangles online is returning wednesday june 10th 8 p.m eastern on their twitch.tv slash dirty rectangles go check it out it's a lot of fun uh the first one featured a talk from dave proctor from mighty yell in toronto who talked about designing branching narratives in adventure games this one has a whole slew of new guests including one of my former teachers dr emily flynn jones who i can guarantee it's worth tuning in to hear her talk alone. Not alone, like by herself, there's other people talking. But <laughs> I meant like that one by on its own. Everything else is just gravy, you know? Do you have any other events we should plug? <laughs> no, um, I, I took a look. I didn't, I didn't see anything. Um, I mean, the PlayStation event is on Thursday, but so who knows? What that we'll is going to be an event, Steve. Yes. So who we will be we'll watching it in our discord on the chat last time uh, they did that um like what should have been like a gdc talk that wasn't live streamed um where like mark cerny broke down all the ssds and stuff we had like five <laughs> or six people in the discord all hanging out and talking 
and it was really fun. I'm looking forward to doing that again this week. Mostly you just chirping it. (laughs) It shouldn't... Okay, like, the audience expectation, and if you just read the chat for, like, two seconds, was when you stream something on the official PlayStation's Twitch and YouTube, it's going to be what... The other 99% of content is there, which is game trailers and shit, right? But it wasn't. It was a dry as hell... (laughs) specs breakdown designed for developers that yeah, should no matter, have been put up on GDC's uh, YouTube or whatever. Exactly. No matter what they said beforehand, they like it was just they just mismanaged that. But they did say this will be like an hour of games, so I'm sure we'll see some of the like big hits. Like I gotta imagine Horizon Zero Dawn Two and Spider Man Two will probably make an appearance. Um, mm. But for Can- I don't know if indies will be so much there. You know, are you? Are Jim you, Ryan said uh, he's. Uh, not seeing indies in the future of PlayStation, so that's a little disappointing. Oh my god, really? Yeah, I'm going to find this exact quote, because it really put me off. That's super concerning. Because <laughs> what what that's, a, that's a huge 180 from uh, their approach going into PS4. No kidding. I mean, PS4 was called Indie, sta- uh, indie Station for so long. That, um, um, that seems concerning. Yeah, and they had... Um, I want I I to hear that full Jim Ryan quote. The PlayStation like pub fund, I remember, was a huge thing for a lot of indie developers. Yeah. Uh, um, let me see. Game is speaking of game industry. Dot biz. This is from November twenty nineteen. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We gotta find the receipts here. All right. Coming. Yeah. Okay. I'll come back to this when I find um, the actual quote. Okay. Um. But yeah, so we'll be watching that. If you want to come hang on our Discord and chat, we'll we'll be freaking out a little. Probably, hopefully, it's freak out worthy of bull. You know? Yeah, I I'm I'm excited. Um, I really just need to know what I'll be picking up day one, and how much it's going to cost me. Because you asked how me, how much you're going to feel trolled if they don't even show it? <clears throat> either uh, like the price, or the what it looks like, <laughs> like the console. I mean, the, the look of it, I'm not really, like, I don't really care that much. Like, as long as it just fits my little thing, like, it could look, it could be that stupid V-shaped thing that we saw, like, a little while ago, for all I care. The dev kit? Yeah. Was that actually the official dev kit, or, or is it just Yeah, that, that's the official dev kit. Oh, okay. So, we'll, we'll see. Um, so, I don't really care what it looks like. I don't think we'll get price either, or even release date at this thing, because they just said games, right? So, I think we're just going to know games. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll, mm. we'll see, but I'm trying to, so November 7th, 2019, they said, we've always been there with Indies. Yeah. I'm trying to find this Jim Ryan quote. I read it. Like, I'm, I swear I'm not. I think you're pretty worse like, in his mouth, bro. I might've, I might've been. Oh, hold on, hold on. Maybe it was a different PlayStation. Oh, what's this hold? This is from 2017 though. Oh, Jim Ryan said, Jim Ryan said that indie games are, quote, less relevant now, which sparks some outrage in the community. Mm, yeah, that's the exact quote I'm thinking of. So that was 2017, though. Okay, but, uh, you, you know, they have, I would say, definitely PlayStation 4 is not where I go to for indies now as much as Steam and Switch. That's fair. They also did, during all this COVID thing, PlayStation did, uh, like, kind of pledge, like, $10 million to indie developers and stuff. During during everything going on, so I don't know the way you made it sa- sound like, which scared me, was that they weren't going to focus on indies for PS5. But I don't think that's the case. But I also don't know if we'll see many PS like indies at this. No, this all has to be the 
the ray tracing ultra high 4k stuff that's what people want to see not me that's what like the general people want to see let's do it it's gonna be a car game a car game an open world game they're gonna say the future of gaming 4k and ray tracing at least 10 times and yeah that'll be the whole thing cool can't wait oh cool let's talk about some jobs steve uh i've got one job we want to plug in the site a game studios is looking for a 2d artist uh they're back again uh having successfully found I forget who, who was the previous one. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. Who they they hired know. somebody like last month, and they're back for more. They're looking for a two D artist with a passion for games to join on their exciting new project, which is a seventies themed sci fi game. Uh, they are a startup offering flexible part time and long term contract, and the opportunity to be a value member of a small team. Uh, you got to be based in Ontario. You got to be willing to work remotely, and you can commit at least ten to fifteen hours a week for the next eight months. And they pay thirty dollars an hour. Which is a lot more than I'm making an hour. Um, that seems pretty good. <laughs> <and you're>, uh, <laughs> you'll be responsible for designing and integrating optimized 2D assets, working with your creative director to using concept art to help refine the general look and tone of the game. Lots of fun stuff. Bonus experience, having worked on game art. That's great. Love this. Go to our site, canadianimps.com slash jobs, if you're in Ontario and think you can do this 2D artist. Whew. All right. That's it for jobs. Next, I want to throw it over. Oh no, wait. Do we have uh, those? Uh, nope, those ones are. Expired. Those are those are the new jobs, but there there are like some other jobs that are on CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs. So or game dev jobs? What's the site? CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs. Yeah, I, I should know that. But anyway, so there's a, there's a few other jobs on the site, but that was the new one that we got this week. So yeah, go to there. Check out check out check out the jobs. Now we're moving on to the news. Steve, it was Oof. a insane insane week for for news. I uh, started off the week. Well, we all started by kind of tuning into the Wholesome Direct, which I hope we get another one of. I, I really like the idea of it. And then I think as more, as E3 is essentially canceled and everyone's sort of taken announcing and PR into their own hands, I hope we get more of these little little things. Um, the Wholesome Direct was an hour long. Uh, it, was, it was very obviously aping the Nintendo Direct style in pretty much form and font even i'd say Mm -hmm. and they revealed a couple uh games from canadian studios first up dep i'm gonna mess this up it's french uh depineur nocturne it's got the thing on the e so it's probably i don't know i'm gonna put it into google right now and have it read it to (laughs) me and then i'm gonna have and then i'm gonna play that audio do it yes right here and so if anyone has an issue with how this is pronounced it'll be google's fault and not mine. I'm gonna see. Dépanneur nocturne. This game was announced and available the same day, which was uh, May 27th, Monday, Wednesday. Oh my gosh, that was on Wednesday. Oh no, that was when I published this article. It actually went up on Tuesday when the direct happened. Uh, it's part of Co-op Mode, which is a Montreal-based indie studio. Uh, they have a new initiative called Co-op Mini which is essentially an in-house publishing uh, program. So developers at co-op mode can work on things on the side and publish it through their studio. Um, so this is from J or sorry, G P lackey, who's one of the artists at co-op mode. It's a pitched as a single sitting game wherein players have an hour to pick out the perfect gift for their bichette before the shops close. And I had to look at that up. Bichette is French for like my, my love or something. Mm. It's like, kind of cute and this game looks really good uh i actually picked it up on steam i haven't had a chance to play it i want to stream it because it's like a single sitting game which seems perfect and it's like five bucks and five bucks short game beautiful art style 
that's the Stephen Riley Wombo combo. You, you didn't buy it on Itch.io? Uh, no, I missed that link, and I saw it later. So, like, uh, they said Steam in the thing, so I just hopped over there right away. But, that's right. again, should have gone through Itch.io. Should have checked. You're right, Steve. Always do research. If it's on Itch.io, buy it through Itch.io. Because then a lot of times you get a Steam key, too, anyway, which is, like, I don't know if that's taking a sale away from someone else if you give it to a friend, but I don't know. That seems like they wouldn't have done that if you, they didn't want people to be able to do that. This is one yeah. of the cases where you do get a Steam key as well, so. Ah, I should have done that. Well, well, you, you can avoid the mistake I made by Depunier Nocturne on Itch.io. Uh, another game that came out of this was Kitten Cup Studio revealed their project. Remember, Steve, we were talking about the Ubisoft Indie Series <coughs> winners a couple of weeks ago. And Kitten Cup Studio had not revealed their project yet, uh, having won the special prize, which was a bunch of money and support from Ubisoft and National Bank. But right at the end of the Wholesome Direct, they snuck in a little little snippet, a little teaser of their cat, Taffy, saying hello with a cup of tea. Uh, I don't really know anything about this game based off this. I can't really tell you what kind of game it is. Um, it seems to have a cute art style, but I mean, it was the Wholesome Direct, so what else would you expect? But the game is called... <laughs> The game is called Pico, like Pico Tea. You get it? Yeah. Um, and there's cats, and they have tea. And the studio is called Kitten Cup, and their logo is a cat in a teacup. So everything seems on brand. I don't know anything else about this game, though. I'm going with a, uh, a third-person, open-world, kind of Gears of War-style game. That's what I'm thinking. Mm, yeah, the cats use tea <laughs> to throw in the faces of, like, cops and then claw them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, there's no Steam page or anything yet, so you can't you can't wishlist it. I'm sorry. I know that everyone loves to do that during this, but um. So these are the yeah. so these are this is the team that won the Ubisoft then, right? Yeah, they won a bunch of money and a bunch of support from Ubisoft National Bank. Last uh, announcement Canadian related from the Wholesome Direct was Snacko launched a Kickstarter for their game. Snacko, a farming cat adventure. It's being developed by Blue Curse Studios in Vancouver, which is another husband and wife team. What's going on, Steve? They're everywhere. Oh, I got to talk to Heather. Yeah, you guys got to get on that. I can think of like, I can probably name five or six husband and wife games from BC too, which is wild. It's something's going, something's in the water over there. It's making all these couples start making games. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blue Curse is looking to raise $41,325. Uh, no stress goals at the moment on the page, but as of recording, they're at 53% funded. And I will, full disclosure, say I backed this game. I did the early bird backing thing, which is like 20 bucks to get just a digital copy of the game and your name in the credits. Because it looks cute, and it looks like the kind of game I would like. And you recommended that we wishlist it last week. so It did. It was on our wishlist this. So they already have the Steam page up, so they're one step ahead of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the music is being composed by Dale North, who did the soundtrack for Wizard of Legend, which I can confirm has a great soundtrack so if music's a big part of the game experience for you let that entice you but yeah those were the three big announcements from the wholesome direct but then there were other canadian games in there too like spirit fair and um a fold apart console release stuff like that but we've all talked about that before as far as new announcements that's what we got i like how how two of the games are cat related holy shit you're right I mean, it was the Wholesome Direct, so it's going to have cats in it. Are dogs not wholesome? Was there any dog related No, did stuff? you know that one of the games revealed, you know the Old Friends Dog Sanctuary, like Facebook group, where they just post all the old dogs who live at this, like, home? No, but okay. They're doing, like, a licensed game for the Old Friends Dog Sanctuary. Like, it's it, it blew up on Facebook. It was, like, a big thing. 
Hmm. Like the, the dog sanctuary. I mean, they would just like post pictures of these old dogs who live at this like home and like do little bios for them to try and get them adopted or talk to them or something. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. No idea. So that was the only dog thing I remember from the wholesome direct, but there are probably other ones. All right. Let's blast through some more news, Steve. Possession 1881 it's coming to Steam next week. This is the debut Steam release from End of the Line Studios. They're based out of Okanagan in BC. It's launching June 5th, 2020. That's Friday. Nope. Yes, that's Friday. Uh, <laughs> End of the Line. You know what they are, Steve? What are they? They're a husband and wife team. Are you serious? I'm I'm not even messing with you. I gotta, what is happening I gotta, in British Columbia? I gotta talk. Well, I know of uh, I know of at least one husband and team here in Ontario too. So mm. I gotta talk to. I want to message Heather. I'm well, message. I want to go talk to Heather right now. Actually. In a, I'll wait. In, in BC, there's end of the line. There's the Snacko team. There's whoever did Fantastic Contraption, like that VR game. There's that team that went to California. I think they were from BC. And there's one other one I'm forgetting, but something weird is going on over there. There's but anyway. Here in Ontario, though, they haven't tweeted in a while, so I don't know if they're still doing stuff, but there was Rocket mm. 5 uh, Studios. Okay. They did uh, their, their husband and wife working on some stuff, too. What was Lightning Rod Games? Are they... Because, like, the story is a husband and wife game. No, it's it's two two guys, and I think one of them was in a long-distance relationship with his partner, and that's where, oh, okay. the, that's where it came from. But it, I think the two guys were, like, friends from school and stuff. Okay. Anywho, Possession 1881 is a dark adventure puzzle game uh it's giving me i'm getting layers of fear vibes steve you know what i mean that first person like amnesia vibes uh it's are you going to do the are you going to do the movie voice the movie voice for the steam description i could do it demon sigils talking dolls delve into the dark world of possession 1881 a point and click adventure a game about intellect art and the occult in the Victorian era, science, history, and art all inspired numerous unique puzzles that were dare your mind to find new connections. It's an occult-themed point-and-click adventure game. This seems like the kind of game that could do quite well on Steam. I've seen games like this blow up. Layers of Fear is the most recent one I can think of. Um, people like puzzles. This, it's, it's, making puzzles is hard, Steve. It's very hard. Oh, no doubt. Um, so, you know, if you can nail that in a creepy, cool first person horror aesthetic, people, people can dig that. I'm, uh, I'm, at, I'm actually going to add this bad boy to my wish list if you want to play this. He's adding it to the wish list. Of course I'll play this thing. You know how much I love playing this here. So <laughs> shout out, shout out to Sebastian hooking us up with the sound. All right. Next up. Uh, probably the biggest news of the week was don't nod. Uh, entertainment is opening a studio in Montreal. Don't Nod's famous for Life is Strange, Remember Me, and most recently Vampire. Uh, this new studio is going to ramp up development on their current projects. Um, what are they called again? Twin Mirror. I don't know much about that when it was revealed at E3 last year. And Tell Me Why are their two new projects. The latter coming to Xbox One and PC. Twin Mirror coming to PS4 and Xbox One from Bandai Namco Publishing. Self-published on PC. Opened in 2008, the studio has had many ups and downs on the path to where they are now. Uh, they pitch themselves as a, quote, independent studio that develops AA budget video games in a wide variety of genres. Uh, they had critical success with Life is Strange and less critical releases like Remember <laughs> Me. <laughs> um, and I'd say probably the most controversial thing they've done was they went out of 
uh, Union for their voice work on the Life is Strange prequel. Uh, they'd previously worked with Ashley Birch for one of the voices, but when the writers were on strike, they decided to hire a scab, and people were critical of that. But they said that they're delighted to expand into Montreal, with Don't Nod CEO Oscar Gilbert saying that they will be, quote, completing, or, sorry, completing the talented team working out of Paris with this new studio. Our goal is to create video games as close as possible to our community's expectations. With this new international team, we will be able to envision even more ambitious titles and keep writing wonderful stories <clears throat> for our players. Is, uh, is Twinmere or Tell Me Why connected to Life is Strange at all or no? I don't think so. I think they're, they're offs like Vampire Remember Me. Because mm. they look very gritty and really, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I realize I haven't like played any their games like any of these remember me life is strange I played remember me was it bad was it bad it wasn't bad it was it was double a for what that was at the time because that was like a ps3 360 game yeah. where it just felt like it didn't have all the grandiose polish of a triple a game but it was definitely a lot more to it compared to a lot of the indie games at the time hmm. uh, i never finished it got a little chunk into it but it wasn't bad and i definitely think they hit their stride with life is strange. That's the one game where everyone, like I know so many people who played life is strange. Yeah. Same. I think even life is strange was a PS plus game at some point, but I just never, I never got around to like playing it or whatever. Well, will you play it now that it's a, uh, the future games in the series will be partly Canadian developed. Um, probably not. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, big, I'm not, I'm not overly huge on like, I hate, I hate the whole walking simulator kind of, Thing, but like i'm not really but it's like a telltale game yeah even then i'm kind of just like uh like the telltale games it always had to be like a like a story or a world that i cared about like i like the walking mm. dead ones and i like the batman ones but i didn't really like any of the other ones uh wolf among us is still my favorite and i don't know what's happening with that season two but that was pretty hype isn't it coming out apparently because skybound got the rights or whatever and they're hiring a bunch of new people to work on it i don't know it's all up in the it's, air it's a mess that whole situation was just everything about that was a mess it really is. You know what isn't a mess? What's that? Benjamin Rivers is releasing a sequel to Worse Than Death in comic book form. Uh, chapter one's available now on Comixology. Oh, um, it's available now. Yeah, you can pick you can pick it up right now. Uh, there's Ooh. a couple more coming out. I'm not sure how many. The first issue is 18 pages, where if you know how much work goes into a page of a comic book, that you know it's one person. Uh, according to the credits, he's doing the art and the writing. So, uh, wow, props to Ben. Um, and I think it's like a dollar ninety nine or less or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing. Pick it up. It's a buck. Yeah, if you you, you told me you, uh, one of the things you liked about Worse Than Death was the story, right? Yeah, I did. I I think it's uh, I liked Home more, like mm-hmm. his first game, and and I mentioned that like last week on the, the podcast. But I liked Worse Than, than Death. Uh, the story was cool. Like the ending was kind of neat too. Um, I'm just want to know: Is this like a sequel or a prequel, or is it just like a retelling of it? Is what I'm trying. So to... it's a sequel, uh, mm. and the pitch is Mia, a seemingly shy twenty-something looking for love online with just one problem: all her dates end up dead. This opening chapter follows up the video game of the same title and sets up the horrific yet personal world of Worse Than Death. Hmm. 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 Do you have a Comixology account? Do you do you read comics digitally at all? No, I never. Uh, yeah, I never have either. I never. I, I like getting the physical com- comics, and I'm wondering. I want to message him. Um, we should. We should mention Benjamin Rivers as a as a patron. Mm, yeah, full disclosure, patron <coughs> of the site. Of the site, I I might message him just to see if there's going to be a physical release at some point because I they might do them all in one. I've seen that. Like that's what um, 
Last of Us American Adventure or American Nightmare or whatever did. Like they did them all, but then they did a book for the bunch of them and I bought that one. Oh yeah. Do you think I need to read that for the sequel? Uh it really just fills in some of Ellie's like earlier life and yeah. Well, there's yeah. not a lot of critical information. I liked it. I actually did a my the best paper I ever wrote in my fourth year was uh for my comics class and I did it on American Nightmare. Um I got like a ninety nine out of hundred on it. Oh it look at you, eh? Yeah, I I bombed the rest of that class, but just really put everything into the last paper. Yeah, Holly. Really yeah, class. so the the other thing here is Mia is not the character you play as in Worse Than Death, so that's the other thing that I'm a little So it's like another character in the same world? I, I see I don't remember if Mia is like an, one of the characters you run into or whatever. I might at the very least I this goes with all comics. I never really read individual comics. I always waited for tradebacks or whatever. So at the very least mm. is it can I wish list on Comicsology? No, oh, I, I actually looked at You can wait, wait, can I, you? Yeah, I can. Add to wish list. Oh, okay. Play, I couldn't figure it out, but if you did, I'll I'll play the sound effect. Yeah, play the sound. I got to make an okay. account, but he'll make it. All right. Couple more for you today, Steve. Let's just let's just blast. Through. Oh, I can retro. Si- actually, I can wait, do it what? through my. Sorry, I can do it through my Amazon actually. So. Oh yeah, because Amazon owns Comixology. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's at the top. It's like an Amazon company. Oh yeah, true. All right, cool. Yeah, you got your wish- Kindle, Steve. You want know, to blow an inch of dust off a Kindle somewhere and read this? I have. I use a Kindle. I actually don't know if they can do comics on Kindles because it's mainly just black and white, right? Kind of depends on the Kindle, I think. Hmm. Just get an iPad. All right. Well, I wish listed anyway. So. Excellent. All right, all right, three more, Steve, three more. Let's get Retro Adventure Game, Boreal Tales, is out now on Steam. Uh, shout out to Ryan Hill, who has been emailing me about this. He did the music on the game um, and was trying to get some some coverage for it. It's from Vancouver-based solo dev Snot Bubbles Productions, uh, which is Daniel Bialo. Um, a retro adventure game available now on Steam and Itch.io. He's been working on the game since 2013, er, no, he's been in Vancouver since 2013, originally from Saskatchewan, and started working on the game in 2014 when he and some other folks got a grant to make a web series pilot through TELUS Story Hive program. And he said he started working on some low poly assets during that time that eventually got into the game, uh, but mainly he's been working on it full time the past couple of years. Um, it features music by Regina-based composer Ryan Hill, who's also known as Guide- Guidewire, uh, who also worked with Daniel on the Tales Films project, and Bill Lowe says was, quote, essential to making Boreal Tales what it is. Delve into the dream of a, dr- a dying town in Boreal Tales, a retro-style adventure game with horror elements. Everyone on the Itch.io page in the comments was saying, like, this is giving me, like, PS1 adventure game vibes. And I was like, oh, I didn't play any PS1 adventure games, but, like, that's a consensus I'm seeing on a lot of the comments on the itch.io page. It's three bucks Canadian, uh, or three thirty nine Canadian on steam, uh, $3 on itch.io. Of course, go to itch.io. Um, looks great. Uh, they sent us uh, a link through steam curator. So we have it in our library and we will be definitely trying to stream this one too. Oh man, I need to stream more Steve. I just get so caught up in not like other stuff. I forget, but I want to do Depanure Nocturne or whatever. Boreal Tales. We should do those this week. I'm going to do those this week, okay? I'm, I'm right. making a commitment right now on the show. All right, do it. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely be playing this one. What do you think, Steve? Are you looking at the Steam page? I am. Is, is it, what, what, what vibes are you getting? Are you getting good vibes? I am getting the PS1 adventure vibes because there's, there's a few good ones. I didn't play many adventure games like on PS1 or that style, but I played like mm. PC games back in the day, like Alone in the Dark, and this kind of reminds me of that. Um, mm. I'm enjoying this, actually. I might just cop this right now. 
Okay. Um, three bucks because that what was that? There was another one that we just talked about on itch.io that because you didn't get on itch.io. I might just I might just uh, do a group itch.io purchase. Nocturne, I think. Yeah, the the co-op one. I'll. Uh, yeah, I don't know if itch.io has cart function. Does it? I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's that's above their pay grade. Epic Games doesn't even have carts yet, so. That's true. Fortnite can't do it then. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Taking I'll... cues from the fixed camera angle of games of the PS1 era and dream logic of works like Yumi Niki, vignettes beget vignettes in this web of trees and streets. Explore the interweaving narratives of a northern community cast adrift in an increasingly urbanized world. Yeah, I think you're. I think because it's like the camera is sort of like Resident Evil Silent Hill style, where it's like fixed. Mm. Is where I think people are kind of getting that vibe. Like I'm looking at this top one where they're she's walking through a forest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Enjoying this. It's getting lots of love. It's getting a lot. Of, look at all these comments. Super positive. Let's see what it's got. Any Steam reviews yet? Two reviews so far. We'll change that. Recommended, recommended, and recommended. This alternative facts person played it for eight hours. Fantastic game. Um, the actual game is so good. I cannot wait for the next one. Next one. Ooh, maybe there's a tease there. Ooh. 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 Scoop. Scoop. <laughs> Scoop the random Steam review at the bottom <laughs> of this page. <laughs> but yes, Boreal Tales from Snap Bubble Productions, Vancouver. It's Check interesting it that the Itch.io page has way more comments and stuff than... Uh, maybe not way more, actually. I'm realizing that some of these are replies, but... I mean, Itchy is like where these games go. Like this is this is the aesthetic. This is front page Itchy material, Steve. Will Linux support be coming? Yes, later this week. Scoop. Ooh, Twelve scoop. days ago, so it's actually probably already there. <laughs> probably. All right, two more, Steve. Spectacle, another game on Itchy out now from Maritime-based indie developer Jeffrey Canham and patron of the site has released point-and-click MacVenture game Spectacle on Itch.io for free. Features music from Toronto-based composer and sound designer Ori Falconer, who has also done work on Way of the Passive Fist um, from At Fighty Mighty, and programming from Jason Canham. I wonder if they're related, because Jeffrey Canham, Jason Canham. But Jason Canham uh, founded <coughs> HH Games Inc. in Toronto and did Way of the Passive Fist. I'm 95% um, sure they're brothers. I could see that just from two similar, exactly the same last names, actually. But uh, the game is pitched as a follow-up to their 2016 release, Infested, which was an NES-style sci-fi point-and-click adventure game. Except I think MacVenture is going after that aesthetic of like early Macintosh uh, point-and-click adventure games that are kind of seeing like a, a renaissance you could say with games like return of the obra din so if you want to try it for free it's got also lots of action going on the itch.io comments holy moly you gotta scroll a ways through all these schlepfer says mind period blown period um oh yeah, yeah geez, a lot of there's so many yeah there's a a lot of really, people are, are digging this. Really enjoying this. I played uh, Infested a year back, which I enjoyed quite a bit, but this really nails the, nails the creepy nature of Shadowgate and Uninvited, and to a lesser extent, Deja Vu. None of those mean anything to me. I didn't play adventure games on the Mac. But with a little, middle, little bit with a little bit of mist to throw everything together, this oh, feels man. like an instant classic from Rarity Catch Me on Itch.io. Awesome. 
Yeah, Something lots good. of lots of good vibes on this itch.io page. I'm going to download right you, now. You don't even have to wishlist it. Do we do we have an instant download button <laughs> sound effect? Do we do we need to get one of those? Winner, All right, cool. I'm doing instant buys now because that that happens rarely. It's uh, it's one of those like uh, double your money, double jeopardy. You know, that's like pops out every once in a while. Yeah, I just downloaded it. So awesome. Play right. Last now. bit of news today, and I promise we'll move on. Night Squad is charging onto Nintendo Switch next week. Quebec City-based Chainsaw Games is bringing their chaotic arena friendship destroyer, Night Squad, to the Nintendo Switch June 5th. That's this Friday. Pitched as an eight-player top-down Bomberman meets Gauntlet game, it initially released November 2015, uh, and it's also available on PC and Xbox One. Oh, I've this never heard like of this. The kind of game that would be right at home on the Switch. All the Joy Cons. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, this is party game material right here, Steve. Ooh, I like Chainsaw this. Games There's like a soccer one. Release. Pardon? There's like a at, on the trailer at the forty. Let's see here. 44 second mark or so. It was like a looks like a soccer minigame. It does look like soccer. Ooh, I like this, Steve. Um, they actually, full disclosure, uh, sent us a code, so we can definitely stream this one too. Although I need you need more people to play this, I think. I could see if my girlfriend wants to play, but I feel like this will be one. You'd want like at least, I feel like it's designed for eight people, you know, that 4v4. Do we have, um, did you give us a code for Switch or for Steam? Yeah, for Switch to check it out ahead of uh, Friday. Okay, let's let's set that up. Let's do that. All right. At the I don't know if there's online, but at the very least, I can pop it on. I got Nogato. We'll we'll stream it. So there's there's three three adding to the Steven stream list commitment list this week, Steve. All right. I'll do a quick uh, quick search while you wrap us up. I'll do a quick search to see if it has online. Okay. Cool. Uh, Chainsaw Games first Steam release Beat Blasters three released on Steam back in 2014, and they've most re- recently released After Charge, a 3v3 competitive game out now on Steam with pretty positive reviews. Uh, they seem to enjoy multiplayer games, which you know if you got find find your wheelhouse is what I'm saying. Establish the brand. So there doesn't appear to be multiplayer, but there is a demo. Okay. So if you want to check it out. Yeah, this There's game supports save data cloud, but not like any sort of uh, online, online multiplayer. Looks like, but there is a demo. So, at the very least, I can get two people to play it on on Twitch this week, which will be me and my girlfriend. This is a rough time to release like a a non online multiplayer game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I assume the Steam version makes full use of like their couch co op mode, where like if one person owns the game, you can get anyone on your friends list to play it with you, which was a big feature they announced last year. Hmm. Cuphead made use of that. Um, Portal, a couple other games with multiplayer. So, I, I assume if you're having trouble going to other people's houses, which you should be, um, you could <laughs> check it out on Steam still and use the couch co-op mode feature. Exactly, some trouble you should be having. So, <laughs> all right, that's it for the news this week. If you want us to cover your game project or announcement, definitely reach out Discord, Twitter, email. Like a bunch of these. Articles we published this week were just people reaching out, saying, like, hey, check this out. And we did, and we reported on it. So you could be one of those amazing people who help generate the content trademark. <sighs> that was good, Steve. I felt good. Lots of cool stuff this week. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for Snacko. I'm, I'm digging the look of uh, Pico and Boreal Tales Spectacle. Look at this. Looks, look at this good list of games. Got, got some stuff on the wish list, on the cart, Possession And that's not even time. You know what time it is right now, Steve. I do know what time it is. It's time for Wishlist This. 
Winner, Kanye. Winner, Kanye. So this segment was inspired by Steve and Brett, rest in peace, frequent wish listing of games while we were talking about it on the show. So every week I pick three. Well, actually, this week Steve helped me because I was a little late. Uh, three upcoming Canadian-made games that we would add to our wish list right now as we're talking about them. This week, starting in Vancouver, British Columbia, Hard Space Shipbreaker is coming out summer 2020 from Blackbird Interactive. Equipped with cutting-edge salvaging tech, carve and slice spaceships to recover valuable materials, upgrade your gear to take on more lucrative contracts, and pay your billion-credit debt to Lynx Corp. First of all, I don't remember getting any billion-credit debt with Lynx Corp, but that's an aside. (laughs) It's like every time the government's like, we owe China like $30 billion, I'm like, we... I don't know China shit. <laughs> you guys signed up for a giant debt to China. I owe Bell $80. <laughs> like, not, not getting looped into any of this. But, you know, faulty premise aside, uh, it looks like a first-person hyper-realistic, not hyper-realistic, but it's got that, like, this gloves look real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Steam page has gifts. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Winner, Gagne, indeed. <laughs> Experience <laughs> daily life as a blue-collar spaceship salvager, cut and destroy at will with next-generation physics simulation. Next generation, you're on a PC. There's there's no generations. That's the whole point. Um, upgrade tools that and unlock it. new perks to take on harder contracts. Um, this is like uh, what was that Vita game where you have like a life sentence you can never pay off? Oh, um, I was just playing it. Freedom it? Fighters. Freedom Freedom no. Wars. Freedom Wars. You have like a nine million year sentence, and like the point is you can never pay it off. You just gotta yeah, like like, keep going. It was like a hundred. Uh, I believe it was a hundred million, and you would do like a quest, and it would it would go down by like two hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> this is and there wasn't there wasn't even a trophy to like. I think the tr- the gold trophy was like a half a million. Also, that's my dog barking in the background. Um, Hello. So it was like a trophy at the like the last trophy you'd get was like reduce it by half a million or something like that. I don't know if people Insane. ever did like reduce. It. I remember everyone was like, "I'll I'll beat it," blah blah blah. But no, I don't know if that ever happened. This looks dope. Is, I'm down with this. Steve is hard space shipbreaker on the wish list. It is, and it's uh, it's it's coming out in, on June 16th, so pretty soon. Yeah, that is soon. We'll write that up too. Next game today, Project Witchstone from Spearhead Games in Montreal. You can wishlist it now on Steam. <clears throat> in a living and reactive world, players will be offered unprecedented options to roleplay their character and influence their environment, capturing the fun and freedom of pen and paper RPG campaigns. This looks like some nerd shit. Some good um, shit right here. <laughs> they have gifts in the Steam page that tell you a little bit about what you're doing. Winner and Ganya. Winner, did it, did it, did it, did it. Maybe I should just put that in <laughs> as like the the buy something sound effect. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do that, and then people when they hear it at that point will be so confused because we said cash register, and then they'll get to hear and they're like, ah, I see what they did. Yeah, exactly. What do you What do you think? You're looking at the Steam page. Did what, you play um, their uh, the studio's other game uh, or one of their other games? That I'm blank. Uh, Almond Sight or Omen Sight? Stories, Path of Destinies. Well, there was stories, yeah, and actually that was a free PlayStation Plus game, so you might have it. But Almond Sight or Omen Sight was uh, was another game similar to this, less RPG, and I really, really loved it. Like it was, I, it was super good. It was like one of those games okay. that just kind of was a surprise for me. I'm down with this too. Like you said, nerd shit. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, the Sea Dragons, which is dope. 
I'm not seeing like a level or whatever, so I'm wondering, you know, how how much of an RPG it is. Mm. A little curious about that. See some. They say pen here. and paper RPG, so it has to have that. I gotta imagine, right? I'm also seeing like two players, so I'm wondering if it's like an NPC control person or if you can get some multiplayer. Is there multiplayer on this? It's just a single player on Steam, so mm. it's probably a party type thing. Yeah, yeah, true. So yeah, your companion. I'm digging it though. Uh, Planned it's on the- release date: When witch stones wake up. Oh, oh! You can't click on it though. That's too bad. No, I can click on it. When witch stones yeah. wake up. Yeah, yeah. It lets you uh, still wish list it. Oh, I can't. I, I thought like for the release date, you could click on it to see what other things would release then. Because I remember there was a game where they put the release date as like when it's ready or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I no, clicked you can that. still add it to your wish list. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did. Okay. Cool. But I want to know. I'm the looking, wish list. Looking to see if it's coming to PlayStation. though. that's the. Oh, Steve. This will be PS5 by that point. Oh, interesting. Coming to Kickstarter in 2020, so they're going to Kickstarter soon. You know, PlayStation said that after July this year, every PS4 game has to be playable on PlayStation 5. Oh, really? Yeah, um, so that'll be interesting. Because I, I guarantee you they they set that date because that's after Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima come out. Oh, God. <laughs> so... You, I guarantee you, year from today, summer 2021, The Last of Us Part Two Definitive Edition, seventy nine ninety nine PlayStation 5. You think so? Yeah. They, they, they did that for every, every other game. They did Uncharted Trilogy. They did it for The Last of Us Remastered. It'll happen, Steve. Yeah, but things are different now. Like That's not what Xbox is doing. So No, but PlayStation's made it clear. And this was another interesting quote this week, that they said they part of their plan being different from Xbox is there has to be games you can only play on PlayStation 5, and you can't play on PlayStation 4. And I think that's just their polite way of saying we're going to just release games that are like only available on PS5. Yeah, and which... One of those will be The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Which makes sense. No, I, I think that's like Spider-Man 2 is not coming to PS4 sort of thing. Mm, I think it's part of their overall milk money strategy. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll all see on Thursday when that friggin' long sought-after PS5 reveal event... But that's not why we're here today. Do you have a dog or something? I don't have a dog. Some dog is going nuts in the little compound behind me. Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I did add this apologies. to my wish, wish list, by the way. Oh, I, I already hit that sound effect. Oh, don't worry. beautiful. Right. Last game today. Weird one, Steve. Very weird one. Frequency shift from Vertex Edge Design in the big six T-dot. <laughs> Drive the world and make it dance as you piece together the geometric puzzles and build musical tracks that are intertwined. Not a great Steam description, but that's okay. There's still time. There's no gifts in the Steam description. That's okay. There's still time. Um, <laughs> they say it's a fast-paced music geometric puzzle game. Interesting. like that premise. Uh, you must piece together different geometric pieces to build musical tracks. Each piece pulses to a different audio frequency um, that passes through bass, through middle, and treble. Music terms I don't quite get bringing you into the music 40 levels of different geometric and musical puzzles for you to solve along with visualizers and a track selection what do you think steve i'm, I'm i love the premise they gotta dumb it down for me though because i'm shitty when it comes to music mm. i'm also shitty when it comes to puzzle games mm. um shout out to your studio because this kind of it gives me a little bit of a blockus field you know block six steve block six and maybe oh, right. it didn't develop, just ported it to uh, Steam VR. Oh, okay. uh, that was a Blot Interactive joint. Oh, that's right. right, right, right. So, all right, never mind. That's um, okay. 
forget that game. No, the VR, <laughs> the VR version is pretty dope. There you go. Um, so I'm 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 liking the idea and I like it. I'm watching the trailer right now without sound, mm-hmm. which I feel like is is probably a terrible a way. Bit. Yeah, which is a terrible way to probably to to do it. But I'm excited to see more. But they, they need to they need to like really show how like a simpleton like me plays this game because screenshots like are literally do nothing for this game mm. are my are my thoughts but i'm okay. uh, i'm excited to hear more i kind of want to i'm just going to play the thing because i want to hear yeah it's, it's, there's like a little thump and yeah exactly you need you need some like kind of dance music with this stuff so i wonder if it'll be similar to that game that you like so much the monkey one where you make your own soundtrack or whatever the monkey one wasn't oh there, ape out ape out yeah no 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 this is no ape out vibes here you don't think i was wondering if like the music is set or if you're sort of changing the. i music feel like the puzzle bit. is recreating the song at the end of it and like mm. there's like a a win state song that is the design song winner ganya i see okay winner ganya but it's on the wish list though i have added to the wish list excellent and that is it for Wishlist This this week. If you want to get your game onto the Wishlist This segment, be sure to send it to me any way you can. Discord, Twitter, email, go to the site, contact, however you want to get your game in front of me. We want to talk about it, and I want to get Steve's opinion about the Steam page. And remember to put GIFs in it, for the love of God, and a trailer. Or Steve has no idea what to do. There's just pictures and like a wheel, and he gets lost, and he's like, ah, I can't watch anything. <laughs> Need a trailer. You got you to gotta, you gotta dumb this down to me. Uh, all right. Time for everyone's. Second favorite segment, the one Steve made, Vintage Canadian Game of the Week. <laughs> we define vintage, Steve, as it's a, it's a term that comes from wine. And I say this every week without actually checking that. Uh, but vintage, of course, means aged well. It, as time has gone on, it's gotten better and more worthy of your attention. Maybe this is a game that came out, wouldn't, didn't get much fanfare, but we remember and we think you should play or maybe it was a game that, that had a big great launch but has been lost to the sands of time and the hundreds of games that release on steam every day so we want to highlight one of those games for you this week steve yo what is your game for wish or sorry god damn it vintage king game of the week <laughs> you just did the whole spiel i just did it and messed it up it's fine keep going uh, my punches. pick is Valley from Blue Isle Studio, which uh, I didn't actually look where it was. I just dropped a, a thing in my room. I apologize. I didn't uh, actually look when this is. I know I got the trophies in like 2016, so I know it's uh, mm-hmm. I know it's an older game. Valley was from 2016, according to Wikipedia, so I don't actually know. But anyways, Valley is basically your. It's like a first-person Sonic game, really. Like you, you. I think you. I think it like takes place in the forties or thirties or twenties or fifties, something in the past. And you, um, you basically come to this valley, quote unquote, and you get this like kind of suit that lets you run and jump really far and run really fast and stuff like that. And uh, mm. and you just kind of go through the world and and sort of. I don't. Was there attack? I don't even remember if there was like battles or anything like that. But you basically you're. It's like a puzzler, like a first person puzzler. But it just gave me. I enjoyed it so much because it gave me like Sonic vibes because it was basically like a first-person Sonic game because you go really fast at certain points. It's really cool. Um, so I recommend Valley this year or this this week. Um, In the Rocky Mountains. That's Canadian setting and Canadian studio. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remote region of the Rocky Mountains. Now, it's it's very like there's like some sci-fi elements to it, though. Mm, it's not I like, like sci-fi. Yeah, it doesn't. Because you like collect weird stuff and, and whatnot. It's sort of, I think they like hinted aliens and shit like that. Aliens. <clears throat> I might actually read down. Because if I remember, you can get the platinum, but you kind of have to, you have to like kind of use a guide. I want to just 
looking at right now. What's your game? Hmm. My game this week is Curses and Chaos from Tribute Games in Montreal. Uh, this is a kind of action-adventure single... Act, no, action arcade single-screen game. Fight or die, cursed by the evil wizard king. Bounty hunters Leia and Leo are chased by every monster in the kingdom and the Grim Reaper himself. There's only one way to get rid of the curse, the legendary elixir of life. But how to get the ingredients? Fight monsters. Uh, this is a tight... This game is tight, Steve. You know when you play a game and you're like, this is... This controls, this movement, this, this fighting? Tight. It's good shit. It's good shit. I really like it. It was a, I think it was a plus game, or at least I spot it at some sale because I played it on PS4. Ooh, it's um, on PlayStation Vita, son. There you go. Would you, would you play it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I already own it. But yeah, sorry, you keep going. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's really hard and it's really brutal. Um, I've gotten through like I think maybe three or four levels, but like, oh, it's tight though. I, I really enjoyed it oh, and always. Bruh. The trophies, the trophy percentages are horrendous. Are they? Oh, my Lord. It has an average completion of 2%. (laughs) And everything, the highest trophy percentage, there's maybe 20 bronzes here or so. The highest one is 3.36%. Hmm. That's probably, I don't even know if I have a trophy in that game. I probably don't. It's all bronzes. It's hard, Steve. It's brutal, but it's good. If you don't want to get it, your trophy score messed up. Check it out on on Steam. No, because um, I'm 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 trying to. I, t- I said that. Oh, I, I do own it though. Uh, I I um I mentioned this. I'm trying not to care about the percentage that much, even though I mm. was rubbing in your face that I have a higher percentage. You did. You finally surpassed me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you should check it out. It's it's tight. It, it's brutal, and I really like it. And I think if you're a fan of action arcadey games with a lot of challenge to them and a, a really beautiful pixel art style, check it out. What have they? Uh, who, who's the studio? Tribute Games. They Sword. did Flint Hook, which was another uh, game I talked about in this segment. Uh, but they also did Mercenary Kings. Mm. Um, they did Ninja Senki DX, and their upcoming game Panzer Paladin was featured on a wishlist this segment. You're They're just, all over the place. They you're make just hyping, games. You're just hyping them up. They make good games. What can I say? Real recognize as real, Steve. Gain that money, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Check that out. We don't have a hot take this week. Um, we, we, we say we're not going to force it. If something speaks to us, maybe. We'll definitely probably use hot take next week to talk yeah. about. I'll have a hot take about this PS5 event. I guarantee it. Yeah. I'm Something I'm sh- in this thing is going gonna to set me off, and I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> look forward to, so look forward to that. Hey, Steven here from the future. Quick update. The PlayStation 5 live stream scheduled for Thursday has been delayed indefinitely in light of all the shit going on in the news right now. PlayStation didn't feel it was the right time to do it. I totally agree with them and respect that decision. But just know, no event this Thursday. The event is postponed indefinitely. But everything I said still applies and everything I'm about to say, I still believe in relation to the event whenever it does happen. Back to the show. Yeah, look forward to that. I I will not force it, though. If event is just exactly what i wanted to hear i, I was like oh yeah it was it was great but no 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 that's that's not how that's so not what, do you, what do you what do you want as an event though what do you what do you what do i want yeah <sighs> just indies i just wanted to, but they weren't gonna do that it has to be pretty games that make you because like the difference between ps4 and ps5 <laughs> is gonna be so nominal like you won't be able to tell from like an ad on tv or anything mm-hmm. whether it what it is they have to like pick the 
the prettiest detailed the raindrop on the window ray tracing game to make it worth it to consumers to pick up a, a new 500 maybe more dollar luxury electronic i mean it's the first i like they'll show indies for it right but this I is know. the fir- i could see the the whole thing <laughs> being non-indies no sorry i, I mean i don't happening. mean i don't mean they'll show indies at this thing i just mean eventually oh, okay. they'll show indies but this is the very first thing we're seeing of this console so mm. i wouldn't like I'm, I'm trying to i want to see if what games they announced at the ps4 like event from like february 2012 or whatever it was no man's sky firewatch were the two i remember so those were i mean i guess like firewatch is certainly an indie wait 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 i might have got that wrong reveal i feel like because i think no man's sky might have actually been e3 what was the ps4 reveal event oh my god it was two hours absurd because i think they also released the I think they'll also do the. They also said a look back at the PlayStation Four reveal. Here we go. What do they? What do they show? Uh, you love my man. It'll be the show. They'll show that for sure. Knack. They'll show that obviously. <laughs> On Knack Three, baby, make Knack it happen. Three. Drive Club. Oh man, remember Drive Club? I actually enjoyed Drive Club. Oh, they showed the witness. Oh yeah, was that a reveal or? Uh, at roughly halfway point, Sony brought up Jonathan Lowe's to show off the witness. Uh, I don't know if follow. that was a reveal, though. Or it might have just been like, hey, this guy. Oh, uh, Killzone Shadowfall. Right. Oh, this? man. Killzone Shadowfall looks so good. I bought the, the trilogy and Mercenary for Vita and like played through all of those like just before they announced this, and I was so hype. I liked Mercenary. I liked, um, actually, I liked Mercenary, but I liked uh, um, Killzone Three? Shadowfall. That was good. I don't think I played. I like Shadowfall too. Three had the PS Move gun toy. That sounds dumb. Yeah, with the PlayStation Eye camera. Oof. Yeah. Um, now, is there a price that if they do announce price, is there a price for what's your like break? What's your like upper bound See, on the price? I don't know if I'm gonna buy one this year because my approach with the Switch was I was like, oh, Breath of the Wild's on Wii U, and I'm gonna play that anyway. This year, all I really want is. The only way I would buy it is if there was a game I needed to play, and I don't think there will be because Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima coming on PS4. And that was my approach with um, the Switch, where I was like, oh, Mario Odyssey looks dope, but it's not out for a while. Um, I don't really care about Splatoon or ARMS, and I have Breath of the Wild on Wii U. So I waited until the fall and got an insane (laughs) deal on Facebook Marketplace. I paid... It was new, right? It was brand new, like stolen. in the plastic. It was stolen, it was stolen wasn't it? Oh, probably. Who cares? <laughs> I don't. I don't care. But if someone wants to steal a PS5 and sell it to me, I don't care. <laughs> I will buy it. I got a Switch, Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and a Pro Controller for like five fifty. And the res- no, no, no. You know how I know it wasn't stolen? <laughs> the Walmart receipt was in the bag. Oh and I checked the, re- the receipt. Was like eight. 79 or something canadian after tax and i paid like 550 i was like no way dude mario odyssey had like just come out and i was like no way and so i uh yeah i'm just waiting out for a a deal like that a bunch of my friends got switches like that too so like unless there's a game i have to play on the xbox series x or on ps5 i'll probably just wait till i get a sick (laughs) bundle on marketplace is spider-man 2 a game you would have to play 
No, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1 was fine, and I really liked it. I got the Platinum within, like, a week. But it, it didn't... What, it looked good. It made feel like Spider-Man or whatever. And there was just such dated game design. Like, the friggin' 60 backpacks all around the city. You kept forgetting them. And it was good shit. Make. <laughs> kept just taking them to Gap and getting them a new one. But, like, it, 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 it looked like a PS4 game that played like a PS2 game. And I, I know that's not true. Like, the PS2 Spider-Man games were obviously a lot rougher. But, like... You know, it just it didn't do anything for me. Hmm. What about Horizon? In that regard, zero it. I didn't like Horizon. I'm in a minority opinion there, and I totally recognize why people do like it. But it just had the unfortunate release of the same week as Zelda, and I just think that's a much better open world game. And that's forever ingrained in my head. Is like I think Horizon came out on Tuesday. I played it every day that week, and then Zelda came out on Friday, and I don't think I've played Horizon since, <laughs> since that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, about, the only uh, the only game, Steve, that would make me buy a PS5 day one is either Sly Cooper Five, <laughs> which they won't do, or I don't know, because all the studios I care about won't be ready to make a game by then. Sucker Punch, Naughty Dog, like they're they're all, but literally both of them are blowing their load in June and July. So like we won't have anything from them. There's nothing. I can't think of anything. Apex Legends. What Titanfall Three? Titanfall 3 PlayStation 5 exclusive launch game, I'll buy a PS5. <laughs> All right. That would be so, so high. That would be a scoop to end all scoops, Steve. That's, that's the bar. <laughs> Has EA ever done a console exclusive published game? Recently, recently. Um, not that I can think of. Well, uh, Titanfall, yeah. Titanfall. True. Yeah, Titanfall 1, Xbox One exclusive. You know what? Yeah, so if somehow. PlayStation went up to Respawn and snagged the Titanfall 3 license for, for exclusive. That would be, yeah, that's a day one purchase for me. Something like that, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I have to get a PS5. All right, well, that, that, I'll, I'll send this over to Sony then, make sure that's... Yeah, let, let, let Respawn know. Hey, Vince, if you're listening, I'll uh, take one copy of Titanfall 3 for my, my PS5. But it was Sly Cooper 5. I would prefer Sly Cooper 5. They left him... Uh, you finished it, right? Uh, yeah, I don't remember it now, though. He's trapped in the past, Steve. Oh, yeah, that's He's right. an ancient... Age. They've left it on the biggest cliffhanger <laughs> ever. And I've been tortured every waking moment of my life since I beat that game. And will never, ever get a conclusion. No, oh, I don't know about ever. Never, ever get a conclusion to that game. And I will constantly be petty about it. There's nothing that would not... You're, you're buying PS5 Day 1 regardless, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They could be like eight ninety nine. You got MotorStorm four, and that's it. <laughs> you would buy it. Yeah, probably. Like they could, they could just say, <laughs> with every purchase, you'll just get a punch in the face. <laughs> we will drive up to your house and kick you in the nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think there's really much that they can. Like I don't, I don't think there's really much they can do to not. Uh, get me to buy it now there's a lot they could do to make me regret the purchase instantly (laughs) but i I mean i have money saved for this i am a diehard playstation guy i love my trophies Mm. i'm i'm going to trade in my ps4 and most of my ps4 games for ps5 no dude no way that's what i did with switch i traded in my wii u with like nine games send send me a picture of your ps4 game stack and and I'll, I'll, i'll place a bid on some of these (laughs) <laughs> sure whatever. I'll, I'll give you i'll give you five dollars more than eb games on everything that's my usual approach okay 
But yeah. you also live like two provinces over, so I'll, I'll put I'll put a I'll put a down payment down. I'll come scoop those sometime. Right. Well, anyways, do you want the PS4 as well? No, I've got my uh, like five. I got the five hundred million special edition one PS4 yeah, but, Pro. Yeah, but don't you want one for Tori so you guys can play stuff together? We've thought about that, but we don't have another TV, and there's not really a good setup for that here. So for now, we just kind of like. Also, she likes hanging out while I play some games, so we, we do that. Like, we're playing through. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Well, we can talk, we can talk about that right now, actually. It's true. I, so, I guess that was our hot take of the week. As our pre... Our, our, nothing will stop Steve from buying a PS5. It'll take a lot to get me to buy a PS5. And looking, look, looking at my the studio list now and, and my game shelf, I'm thinking whatever Rocksteady's been working on, if they did something with PlayStation, like, there's... They're not doing Batman anymore, but like whatever their next project whatever is, whatever it is, I know it's got to come out. Like Arkham Knight was like four and a half years ago now, wasn't it? Grade twelve for me, so that was. Oh my god, I hate you. Sorry, sorry. I, I measure things, and <laughs> it was June twenty third, twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, tw- yeah, it'll be was... twenty years. Sorry, twenty. It'll be five years, years by the time uh, by the time. Oh, PS5 what are out. they working on for five years? I know that's crazy. Right? So, so you know what? If it was Titanfall three or whatever the next Rocksteady game. PS5 exclusive, they got me. But if it's a Batman game, then no, right? I love Batman. I love the Batman. Everyone hated Arkham Knight, but I I loved Arkham Knight. I loved Arkham Knight too. I didn't mind the car stuff that much. No, I didn't either. Like it was dumb and comic booky, but so was the other two games. And what they did with Joker sounds the best one, but I I really liked Arkham Knight. But what they did with Joker was like so cool. I thought they were setting up something like that for Joel and Ellie, but no. Well, don't don't say no. We don't know. Don't don't say do. no, okay, it's, okay. It's we'll, solid, we'll see. Solid, we'll solid. see. We'll I'm going to punch you in the face. It's solid. All right. That's it for Hot Take of the Week. It, it just happened that way. We'll see. Uh, we'll be back next week with, with my Hot Take and Steve's Hot Take about the PS5 event. But now let's uh, let's wrap up the show with what we've been playing. Uh, we streamed Apex on PS4 again. No yeah. dubs, but Steve carried a bunch. Except, no. No, I, I had a rough game. We played on Saturday and I had a rough, mm. I had a rough day. I had a rough day. Yeah. But I think I was... Was I playing with you or somebody else... I, I had a game recently where someone respawned me like three times. I think I was playing with someone else. Uh, we had one where I think you respawned me and then I respawned you, and it was it was when we were playing ranked. Mm. And then that guy tried. To oh re- yeah. And then that guy respawned. <laughs> we us. shouldn't have been playing ranked, Steve. <laughs> we did so bad. I jumped into a few ranked matches and, and did not do well, so I'm just gonna oh, not, man not bother. No, I was playing a game this past weekend on PC with some friends, and someone respawned me like three times. It was absurd. They would. I would essentially drop. Someone would kill me. They would come and kill them. Pick up my banner. Go to the next respawn place. Drop me in. I would die. They would kill everyone. It was great. Um, but yeah, so we would play in Apex. And this week on Twitch, we're going to be playing some more games on on our channel, Twitch.tv/CanadianGameDev. So go follow us. What some actually Canadian Steve? games too, not just like this. Yeah. Not this. Uh, not this. Like. Um, loophole. They're not even working on it in Vancouver yet. They're just like setting up the computers. <laughs> just plug it in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I played Apex Legends. I, I really, I really dig it. The only thing that I'm really wishing it had is uh, is a solo play. And I understand what you're saying because you said earlier, like because it's class based, it's a little bit different. But mm-hmm. I just don't like playing with strangers. Like I rather so if I don't have any friends around to play. Plus, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm playing solo and just like can't like I was doing this with Fortnite where if like Sophia, I have to tend to Sophia. Like I'll just go hide in a building and then just like deal with it later. Mm-hmm. I once came in second, like in Fortnite, because I was just dealing with Sophia, and then the storm killed me, and then the guy won. <laughs> so I just can't, like, I don't want to be that guy when playing teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish I had solo. But Maybe it is the what it is. AFK dad mode. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, so many games need a dad mode. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake, I finished that up. It's uh, it's good. I think what I like most about it is that it's just reliving my childhood in like, beautiful graphics, which is like something I loved about Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 2 and, and some remakes. of these other games. Just remakes. Just like, like there's moves in the game. There was a couple times where like a move happens, and I'm like, oh, that looks so good because it looks just like how it did in 1997 but way better <laughs> and it, it's just cool and it's i like i appreciate that like a lot of the weird shit in final fantasy 7 they adapted still like how you fight a house is such a like funny yeah, boss you, you fight a house it's just legit you fight a house it's great um so it's good shit they they really stretched it though like it didn't need to just be midgar like it's so silly but whatever i'm sure i don't even think the next game will come out to be perfectly honest i think they'll just be like ah eh, whatever <laughs> this is fine um, My Hero Academia, which is like a weave game, weave fighting game, Platinum that. It's fun. Uh, and then I've been, uh, I finished Later Daters, or at least like the three episodes too. Yay! Uh, I play that game like I think I normally, how I would do it in real life, which is just not date anyone. I've kind of like already told Heather that if something were to happen to her, I don't think I would date again. <laughs> so I'm mm. just, that's how I'm playing Later Daters, to be perfectly honest. Um, And then I, I jumped into Assassin's Creed Rebellion, which is the mobile game. Shout out to Ubisoft Halifax. Yeah, out in, in your head. And it's uh it's pretty good. I'm not that far into it. It's got the normal mobile, you know, shit to it. It's a little bit of um uh what's that fallout? Fallout shelter to it, but then okay. also a little bit of uh of um, you know, I guess like you're sneaking through a world, but it's really just like roll dice rolls and stuff. Mm. Um but it's fun. I like it. It's good. Normal okay. normal mobile game though, but it's cool. Um How many but, premium currencies does it have? I think just one. Oh, excellent! I think it just well, has not the, excellent, but could I be think it just has the gold because it's free to play. I think it. I'm trying to think. Maybe it might have a second. It might have two. It might have three currencies. <laughs> three is the three is the the standard. Yeah, like I'm trying to remember. I think it has three. Like you get your normal gold, and then it has two. But it might just have one. It, I haven't. I didn't play it today, so now I can't really think about it. But I haven't really felt the urge to to buy yet. So. Mm. Haven't hit that wall, you know. Okay. Um, but that's pretty much that's been pretty much my week. What about you? It's a good week. That's a diverse set of games. Yeah. Later daters, clearly the dub. Oh, and Apex. But um, this <laughs> week, uh, I played some Apex with you. Still the best battle royale game ever made. Um, we, me and my girlfriend, got back into Dishonored two. So I'm about chapter four or five of that. Uh, I like it. I like. My favorite thing Dishonored does is all the different ways you can conclude a level. Like, there's always a way to not kill the target, and figuring out that is always the best puzzle in the level. Like, chapter three, there's a... uh, Spoilers for this five-year-old game. There's a doctor (laughs) you have to assassinate or kill or deal with is, I think, the prompt. And you can just go in and kill her and get off and then escape Mm -hmm. and, like, get off the island thing that you're, you're trying to infiltrate but if you go around in all the rooms and slowly begin to read the notes you begin to piece together that her like lab assistant um was realized that the doctor had been poisoned and and brainwashed by like the duke on the 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 town and he was manipulating her and using her to assassinate people and he was really close to figuring out 
an antidote when the Duke found out and used her to kill him. And so you can now pick up where he leaves off, gather the last pieces you need to make the cure. And then when you go to confront her, uh, if you sneak up on her, you can actually inject the serum in her and change her back. And you actually save her and take her back to your base. And those moments are what I love about Dishonored is like piecing together the puzzle, finding the clever way to do things where you don't. And like that whole thing would be lost if you didn't bother to sneak. You just went straight to the objective marker and killed her and got out, which is yeah. how I assume most most people play the game. But it really rewards you for just getting in all the other stuff, which I like. What I don't like is it does that typical stealth game thing where it at the end of every level, it's like, oh, you got detected 10 times and two bodies were discovered and whatever. And from the menu, there's like RT to quick save, LT to quick load. So the game wants you to be making like quick save states and just constantly reloading if you get seen, which is so dumb. Like, I, I don't think there should be anything but auto saves in stealth games. And if you mess up, just keep playing. Just push the player to keep playing. And it's a short enough game, they can play it again if they want. Obviously, for like achievement hunters and whatever, that, that doesn't work. But yeah. I just think it, it ruins the, it ruins the, the flow of the game when you're constantly just reloading, 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 and you're, you're not really experiencing it the way I think you should, but that's an aside. And again, you don't have to play it that way, but the game pushes you to play it that way. And I don't like that. Yeah, it's fair. I haven't, I've never actually played Dishonored one or two. I didn't people not like to, am I remembering that correctly? Like it was kind of, I don't know. I'll compare the, see what their reception Dishonored two is at a nine out of 10 on steam with 18,000, reviews uh very positive as of oh, maybe maybe i'm um, today remember, let's compare that to the first dishonored though Eighteen thousand reviews very positive on dishonored 2 and thirty-seven thousand overwhelmingly positive on dishonored 1 so not as well received but still well received dishonored has a 6.9 user score on metacritic dishonored mm-hmm. 2 sorry and you know, user scores on Metacritic, especially, is just a pile of shit. But mm-hmm. um, let me just search the first one real quick. I got this? Dishonored one launch day. I remember. What was it? Twenty twelve? No. Oof! I think before that. Dishonored one launched October 9th, oh, no, twenty twelve. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I remember. That was like, I don't want to say the grade to make you feel old, but I remember <laughs> picking it up after school, got home. <laughs> And uh, I played through, I think, the whole game in two sittings. I loved it. Uh, I remember st- being still working. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, Dishonored 1 has a like 8.3 Metacritic mm. on, or 8.4 user score. So I, I remember there was something. I didn't play any of the games, though, so I, I, don't, I can't speak to like what it was, but... For all I know, it was just stupid. Like I don't know, it stars a woman, so people were just like, "Yeah, you can play as a girl." So all the gamers hate it. But you can actually choose who you want to play it at the beginning. Is really interesting. There's like a scene in the the inciting moment where like you left trigger, right trigger to like see who you want to play the game as, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, no clip uh, a YouTube channel I really like who does video game documentaries just did like, this whole hour long thing about Arcane Studios. And actually revealed for the first time a bunch of their like canceled projects. Like they were working on a game with Steven Spielberg that got canceled, and they were working on a Half Life DLC that got canceled. So it's really interesting how they got to Dishonored. And if you if you care at all, or not even about the games, but just like if either of those sound interesting, it's it's pretty cool uh, video to check out. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, just been playing Animal Crossing every day. I'm in what uh, Kirk Hamilton calls the Twilight phase of. Animal Crossing, where 
every day I log in, there's not really much I want to do. I've already found all the fossils. I don't, <clears throat> I'm kind of over it. Yeah, you just I do still, the dailies or whatever? Just do the dailies and log out. I bought turnips this week, but I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm in, I'm in the twilight phase, which is great. That was like, what, two months ago? And I played pretty much every day. I have like 250 hours on it on my Switch. I think that's fine. And that's pretty much what I did with New Leaf. Um, yeah, I've entered the twilight phase of this game and not sure how much longer I'll play. Probably till Last of Us 2 comes out. And I don't know if I'll play it after that. When I um when I spoke to you midweek, you weren't feeling Knockout League. Has that changed? So I don't think I was fair to Knockout League. Oh, and for those of you curious, I did play Beat Saber Knockout League every morning this week. Um, and didn't notice a change in my weight, but that's fine because mm-hmm. it's been one week and oh, I didn't change my diet either. But oh, okay, that's that's the key. You gotta change your diet. Yeah, you gotta change your diet uh, if chicken. you want to see any real change. Replace um, one meal with just chicken breast and eggs, and. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Chicken breast, eggs, re- and veggies. Replace all the things you drink with water. <laughs> You'll that, see that as well. I uh, <clears throat> my my vice lately has been Coke Zero, and I saw a tweet recently that was just like, I don't know who needs to see this, but Diet Coke is not water. And I was like, ah, oh, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad drinks Coke Zero. Um, I don't. I, love- I don't. I hate the taste. If if one of my best party tricks to this day, if you put Coke Zero, Diet Coke, Coke. Uh, in three unmarked glasses, I can tell them all apart. Ooh, right, yeah. You. I feel yeah, like so I can do that with Diet Coke, but not Coke Zero or Coca Cola. Coke Zero tastes so much different than Coke. To me, it tastes I, very sim. I, I can't. I I just don't understand. Um, and then some people try and trip me up and they throw like Pepsi in, and I'm like, ah, that's Pepsi. Don't understand? I don't understand. But I liked Knockout League. It was. Uh, there's, I'm having issues with my VR too. Where like for some reason morning of wednesday it just kept fogging up i like tried using a warm cloth to like wash it because you know that works with some screens where like it won't warm was fog up after but it kept doing that uh and the plastic starting to peel off the front of my psvr which is just getting in my hair and stuff and that's what happens when you work out with equipment that wasn't meant to be sweated all over and rubbed against your forehead are you finding that like you can only play for like 15 20 minutes and then you know you want to die basically for my knockout league, it was yeah. it was a lot. The dodging is what gets you. Yeah, um, gets it's you really just weaving. you. But you you do all the dodges and then follow up with the punch and try and like do a bunch of punches after that. It's given. It, I really liked. Um, it's a fast paced version of the Wii Fit boxing. Um, <clears throat> in that, like, but the the boxing guy in that would like tell you what to do, whereas this one, it's just like you look which way their fist goes and duck the opposite. Yeah, I um, mean, there's special move. Yeah, I. It is a like you have to learn how to like their moves and stuff. Some of them, some of the bosses are similar to Knockout League, or sorry, similar to Punch Out. Like some of the bosses are better than others. Mm. I want to look at your trophies because there's one boss. I got to the sixth or seventh boss, I think. Is is one of the pirate? uh, I haven't got to the octopus yet. Oh, okay. The octopus, legit, like amazing. Like I, I loved that boss fight. It was so okay. Okay, I'll I'll play to that one. Don't worry, I'll keep playing this week. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's about all I've been playing, and uh, I think that's it for the show, Steve. What do you say yes. we wrap it up there? Yeah, let's do it. Are we playing Knockout League? Or sorry, are we playing uh, Apex Legends tonight? Tonight? Uh, I don't think so, but <sighs> we will definitely play this week. I promise. Don't worry, right. Steve. This this week we will. That's it for episode 144 of the com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running and covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us over 
on patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs, where backing us will get you early access to the show into a special channel on our Discord, occasional game key giveaways, soon merch, and if you back us uh, higher than a dollar a month, we will put your name at the end of every episode like these lovely folks. Thank you, Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graph Metal, check out Spectacle and Itch.io, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Slaughter, Neko, I know it's you, Devin, I love you, and Stacy H. And of course, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We'd love to know what you think of the show. Drop us those five stars. Helps us get noticed, get, get that coverage. Uh, and we'd love to hear your feedback, good or bad. So let us know. You can help on Discord, email us, however you want to get it to us. We're at Canada Game Devs on Twitter, at Canadian Game Devs on Instagram and Facebook. And the Discord's just Canadian Game Devs. And you can check it out from our website or Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Riley, S-T-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-O-Y. And Steve, where can people catch you on the net if they were surfing? Uh, <laughs> Stephen uh, L. Crane on Instagram and on Twitter. I think there's an E in there sometimes. I where are the TikToks, Steve? I did not post TikTok. I was I promised TikToks. I don't know what to post. I get scared. I'm just like, ah, like I don't know what to do. Because I want to post something with Sophia, but at the same time, mm. I don't really want to like blast mm. her on, on stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a gray area of like posting your kids of read different takes. Yeah, I don't mind doing it on on uh, Instagram or whatever, but TikTok just seems a little bit different, you know. Like mm-hmm. I explore way more on Instagram, sorry, on on TikTok than I do mm-hmm. on on Instagram. Whereas Instagram to me is just like, what are my friends and family doing? Mm-hmm. You know, same with Facebook. TikTok is just like, what are these strangers doing? So I don't want. So I don't know what yeah. to do. By the way, you hop on come... hop on one of the trends. Go go to go to mine and, and see a couple. Of, I've uh, done a couple of funny ones. I think I did a Silent Hill one. You might enjoy. Oh, I think yeah. I saw. Go, uh, did go, I see one? I'll look. Go, I'll look. go through. Go through. Yeah. By the way, you know what comes um, out this week? It's not uh, Canadian. Clubhouse Games Fifty One World Classics on Switch. The 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 game on Switch that's just like a bunch of like it's like to play Bakugan and all these other random little games. I don't know if I would enjoy that. I I heard it was. Kotaku was streaming it. I tuned in. They said it was pretty, but I, I don't know if I want to play Connect Four on my Switch. What? That's the whole reason to have a Switch. Anywho, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Uh, stay safe out there, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.